Welcome to Minnesota. Welcome to Wisconsota. Whatever you call it, Minnesota and Wisconsin are neighbors in a unique corner of the upper Midwest. It's a place of winding rivers, deep blue lakes, endless trails. And don't forget the cheese. I'm Mark Nikolaski, a lifelong Minnesota journalist from Duluth who's traveled the world and knows my home state is more than snow, cold, and losing football teams. I'm Keith Ulig. I live in Wausau, right in the center of the state, and I write for the newspaper here. Join us as we explore all the beauty, culture, and adventure in the great states of Wisconsin and Minnesota. If you live here, we'll take you beyond the farm fields and Twin Cities nightlife. If you're visiting, we'll show you all the places that make our state special. Join us on our adventures in Wisconsota. You mean Minnesconsin. No, Wisconsota. Minnesconsin. Wisconsota. Minnesconsin. Wisconsota. Okay, hello everybody, and uh, welcome to Minnesconsin. Uh, that's uh, the old bartender polka bringing us in, Mark Nikloski here uh, from Duluth. Keith Ulig, I'm in Wausau, Wisconsin. And we are both in Wisconsota. Wisconsota. And we're both uh, big cheese lovers. You can't live in Wisconsota, Keith, without enjoying cheese, can you? No, I think not. Uh, I think it would you'd have to move somewhere else if you didn't like cheese. Cheese, uh, of course, Wisconsin is uh, the dairy state and uh, land of 10,000 uh, cow farms. Yep. And, Number uh, one producer of cheese in the country and has been for over 100 years. Oh, it's such a treat to go to Wisconsin and get good cheese. I tell you, I uh, in the grocery stores uh, on the... Uh, west side of the mississippi river it's it's just not as easy to find good cheese that is for sure yeah yeah and uh keith you've uh, written a story uh which appears in the upcoming uh wausau daily herald about uh, uh a big movement at the wisconsin state legislature well technically it already ran mark and not just the wausau paper but it's going to be well it's running this papers across the state Milwaukee Journal Sentinel picks it, is picking it up, but um, in essence, I got an email a few months back from a woman named Joanne Peterson who told me of, about an effort of some Colby people to uh, get Colby cheese named as the Wisconsin State Cheese. Like, okay, this is a no-brainer. Um, so Colby cheese obviously is the state cheese of Wisconsin, right, Mark? Oh, of course it is, but Keith... Uh... As a uh, unbiased journalist, you, of course, are a Colby native. Shouldn't you have uh, recused yourself from this uh, this uh, article? No, uh, this is cold hard facts. There's no bias in this at all. In <laughs> fact, uh, what I wrote, what I've written here is Wisconsin doesn't even have a state cheese. That is shocking. That is Can completely you that? shocking uh, yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, I have been... Uh, living my life, I'm going to be 55 years old, and I just naturally assumed that Colby was its state cheese. Now, cheese itself is the Wisconsin's official state dairy product, and milk is its official beverage, and the dairy cow is the official domestic <laughs> animal. 
Wait a but minute. No, milk is the be- official beverage? Milk, milk yeah. is its official beverage. You would think uh, maybe, well, I would think beer would be its I, official that's beverage. That's right. I would think it would be Miller. So so there, there's a point. Uh, so this has been uh, sort of debated at, at the state level uh, a year ago. When COVID hit, it was still in, in, and people were hemming and hawing. And one of the reasons is Colby is not a large seller of cheese. And um, uh, production of Colby is dwarfed by mozzarella for pizza and also cheddar, which is a more popular consumer cheese. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, but milk is our official beverage, not beer. And, and frankly, you got to believe that Wisconsinites drink tons more beer than milk. Oh, for and, sure. And Colby cheese is simply the best. Now, there's some, it also is either the only or one of two cheeses that was developed in Wisconsin. Um, the other cheese, and we'll get into this a little later, I suspect, is, is actually brick cheese. And this, so... I don't know. We'll get, we'll get there here. Well, Keith, your your bias is just ra- roaring through the podcast this is, here. This is all fact. This and is I all can... fact. There's no bias whatsoever. This is all fact. All fact. Straight fact. Well, as um, a, as I could be an impartial juror here because well, uh, you're wrong. I am from Minnesota, and and Keith, well, you're wrong. Well, you're, well, <laughs> you're, Minis- you're, you're from Minnesota. That you're, means you don't even know what good cheese is. I, I've lived in Minnesota. They don't even have a clue about what cheese is. Well, I was going to say, Keith, that I would choose Colby cheese as the official cheese of Wisconsin as an unbiased juror. Of course uh, you would, because it's just the facts. Well, cheddar cheese, it, it's a little cheddar, too sharp. It's a little Cheddar cheese too... was developed in England. We fought a oh. war to be free of England. That's it right. Even... And, and mozzarella cheese, I mean, that, that's an Italian name. Yeah, this is the only cheese. The uh, Colby cheese is the only cheese that was developed in Wisconsin completely, and it should and it, be uh, the state cheese, no doubt about it. I mean, I I love Colby. It tastes like a rolling hill somewhere in the middle of uh, of uh, you know the Saint Croix Valley. It tastes like uh, boy, it tastes like a crisp, clean old spring coming out of a out of a, a bank of a, right next to a lake. I mean, just uh, it's it's great what? great stuff. And uh, what are you talking about? That, I, have you even ever had that, cheese? That's to me the cheese that I love. That just that natural flavor, natural taste that uh, just uh, comes right out of that Colby cheese. And uh, you know, mozzarella it, it it has too much of a, a plasticky taste. And like I said, cheddar is a little too sharp and crooked, but Colby is that smooth, like a cloud going across the prairie kind of uh, uh, flavor. And uh, yeah, I love it. And it should be the best cheese, Keith. I don't think you should be covering it, though, because you are biased. Well, you're wrong. So anyway, (laughs) Colby cheese was developed in 1880. Yes, 1885, by a guy named Joseph Steinwan. Do you know how he uh, discovered this? So, he tipped over a milk bucket, and uh, it this is what I thought landed in a churn of butter. 
this is very that's very much what i remember thinking as i was growing up because we learned about this in school and i actually thought eh, joseph is a little typical colby guy right yeah he tipped either a bucket or he didn't do something as a way of cutting corners that's our typical colby way but no this isn't what happened he uh he rinsed so he went through the process of of making cheddar cheese only he added a step and he rinsed sort of the whey off of the curds as it ah, went into this curding process sure and his he, he actually from what i understand now after doing some research is that he actually um he meant to do this. This was something he was looking for a moister, uh, flavorful, milder cheese. There's that and, spring, fresh spring taste. Uh, I don't know. You know, spring is water. Uh, cheese, you know, boy, oh boy. Yeah, you, I can understand you might be <laughs> being waxing poetic about Kobe cheese, but I don't think it tastes like Rolling Hills. Okay. I think it tastes like really fresh curds. And uh, I don't know what a curd the, tastes like. What do you mean you don't Just know a, what a? Oh, you mean a, you mean a, a cheese curd type thing? That's right. Okay. Right. It tastes like really young, fresh cheese. Um, it has a kind of a bounce to it when you chew it. And this is what he was going after. And what happened was this became a really popular uh, form of cheese. And in in actuality, or. Uh, from what I'm understanding here, I'm still in, in depth about the research, is that after he discovered Colby cheese, it became a very popular cheese. And, and cheese factories across the state really started uh, producing it, and they were selling it. And that's what sort of spurred the dairy industry to, to um, up their production to meet the demands of the people. So not only is it a great tasting cheese, but it was, a, it really was a linchpin in the development of Wisconsin as being a dairy state. So we're in Colby, yes, we're we're uh, maybe a little biased about about this, but this is a pretty cool thing. So that's what is happening at the state level. There, that's the argument. Is there now, a, is there a monument at the barn uh, where he developed it in Colby? It was a wood cheese factory, actually, and no, it's gone. And there is a historical marker in uh, downtown Colby that, that sort of explains it on a certain level. Um, now, when I was doing the reporting of this, one of my sources says it, it was said it was the only cheese to be developed in Wisconsin. And I put this quote in the story, and a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel editor read it and said, oh, that's incorrect. Brick cheese was also developed in Wisconsin. That doesn't now, sound like a good flavor of cheese. Well, one of the reasons why brick cheese isn't, uh, isn't um, you know, even in the running at this point is because it's very little being sold, and it has a really sharp taste. However... A colleague in Milwaukee has done a story. Uh, there, apparently, there's a Detroit pizza, a Detroit-style pizza that is gaining momentum across, well, beyond Detroit anyway, and they use brick cheese in this. Now, here's, the, here's another twist. The developer 
of brick cheese is a guy named, and I've got it up here, John Jossie, a Swiss-born American cheesemaker. And he, he, he and his family developed this cheese plant in sort of, um, oh, south-central Wisconsin, oh, down near the Fox Valley. And uh, the, this, this cheesemaker is called Widmer's Cheese Cellars, and they make this original brick cheese. But there's a there's a, a new twist here because Jossie, it sounds to me like he actually developed it in New York, not in Ooh. not in uh, um, Wisconsin. Wow, we are diving into a big vat of, of cream yes. here, aren't we? Yes. And now brick che- uh, brick cheese sounds like it actually might be a lot more interesting tasting than Colby. Because it sort of it comes off of a German stock, and uh, this guy John Jossie uh, spent years making Limburger cheese. Have you ever had Limburger cheese? Oh yeah, cheese? I've, I've yes, yes, that yes, is. yes. So brick cheese is sort of a toned down version of Limburger. So so of course my thing is well I have to go I have to go to this. Uh, Widmer Cheese Factory in tiny, tiny, what town is this in? I can't remember. Sometime, Teresa, Wisconsin. I had to look this up. I didn't even know where this was. It is east of Horicon Marsh down in the southeast part. And I've got to try this. These these guys are like true cheesemakers. One of the problems with Colby at this point is that, uh, you know, uh, there aren't many Colby cheesemakers any anymore there's a big cheese making plant called welcome dairy and they do make colby there but it's sort of like on a on a large scale but we need to bring back like really uh artisan colby i think and there was a cheese factory in athens that made it and i loved it i loved it it would the cheese the cheese would squeak on your uh on your teeth when you bit into yeah, it and that's that, a sign of freshness absolutely and we could get it at our grocery stores here, I for, uh, but the owner of that cheese factory retired with no thought, no thought of my cheese making consumption. And for a long time, I couldn't find any good Colby. Most of the Colby you'll find in any grocery store, basically just, eh, it's okay. Uh, well, Keith, what about, uh, I mean, we should put in a plug for Colby Cheese Days. This is the place yes. to go to, to uh, sample... Yes. Colby cheese and and aren't they making it right there? No, I don't no, think not. so. No, I don't think so. I don't know where they get their they they have good cheese or they have been at Colby Cheese Days. Oh I mean, yeah, it's free and you just grab it and it squeaks and maybe Welcome Dairy uh uh maybe Welcome Dairy produces it. But so I was talking to one of the legislators who's introducing the bill. She's from Marshfield. And she says she hopes to get this all passed so they can have a big proclamation at Colby Cheese Days and this year. And the Colby Cheese Days is July 6th, 2021. Yep. July 16th to July 18th. Oh, uh, July 16th. Yes, yeah, 2021. Third, it's the third weekend of July. Yep, July 16th to 18th. And 
Oh my gosh, let's talk about cheese days. Uh, tractor pulls, uh, just uh, they got big tents out and uh, you know, picnic tables and you just uh, belly up to the, to the counter and they hand you a, uh, a little cardboard uh, tray of, of cheese snacks. It's just amazing. Uh, they're kind of cut into little, uh, what, what is it, would you call them, like little uh, rectangular cubes and uh, you I could just, wolf, whoa, wolf is that dog. what they had when you were there? Because uh, it's always, I always remember slices, but uh, I don't. Oh, I remember these little cubes of, of uh, cheese and you just eat as many as you can until you, you can't eat any more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Colby Cheese Days, that's a, that is an experience. I don't know if it's the same as it was when I was growing up. Maybe not. Maybe my perspective has changed. Um, oh, there's you know, hundreds of people. And uh, I don't know. Uh, all the little businesses on Main Street are open. And uh, well, there was like a, somebody pulls a, a, a semi-trailer out. And there's a dance, isn't there, with some music? Yes. Yeah, there aren't many businesses on Main Street, though, Mark. Yeah, I mean, not anymore. Ha there have been, boy, like I think there's only one bar now. Uh, Town and Country's closed. It's a tough, it's a little tough times. My theory for saving Colby actually has to do with Colby cheese. Outside of Thorpe, there's a, a place where you can buy uh, Gouda cheese. Yeah, I've been to that place, right. Yeah, and that... Uh, I, I have to Google the name of it, but that woman is brilliant. She's from uh, she's from the Netherlands, and she brought her her beloved Gouda, and they milk the cows and they make the cheese all in one production stream right on right on site. And I thought, man, you could do that with Colby cheese, and that would be awesome. I'd throw in ice cream too, man. Ooh, yeah, ice cream, yeah. That's, well, I mean, that's uh, what uh, Alpha in uh, Burnett County uh, in Wisconsin, uh, the Alpha store, when mm -hmm. I was growing up, it was just a little general store, and they had a dairy out back, and they produced some cheese, and they, they put their blocks of cheese in the grocery part of the general store. And... Um, you know, it was just a, basically a one-business town, uh, the Alpha Store, right on wow. Highway 70. Uh, across the street was a Quonset Hut, and uh, they used that as a, like the, the township uh, meeting room. Right, and, right. And uh, that was really, there was a little elementary school just outside of town. That's still there, but they closed the general store, and in a twist, they actually invested in a huge new store mm. that and they upped the production of their cheese tenfold and uh it just was a huge hit and uh, i mean i remember just a little dusty little grocery store general store that you would go to every once in a while when we we're at the cabin now alpha store is just a huge tourist stopover yeah. Constant parking lot jams, people Foodies. in and out of there. They've mm -hmm. got uh, they've got a counter for, you know, uh, sandwiches. They've got a little, uh, you know, dining nook. They've got ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, like you say. 
and a little outdoor seating area. I mean, it's just a fabulous little tourist spot now, and uh, I'm sure they've the number of jobs they've produced has skyrocketed from the old days when it was just a couple of old-timers sitting in there running the cash register. Um, yeah, that's something Colby uh, could probably cash in on with their name. They definitely, yeah, I think so. I think there we could, we need to start doing a uh, some cheese tourism, Mark, once things open up. I've wrote, I have, uh, that sounds like a actually, great idea. I think uh, Minnesconsin uh, cheese, yeah. uh, we could lead a cheese tour, kind of like the old radio guys used to lead, lead tours to Hawaii. Well, I don't want anybody else to come along. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking we could get a big bus and all our fans oh, could no. get yeah. on the bus. <laughs> and we would lead the tour. <laughs> but then you have to share the cheese. <laughs> There was, I did a story years back, this is reminding, so I'm not prepared, because I don't even remember the name of the book, but uh, a Minnesota couple, I think he was a writer and she was a photographer from the Twin Cities, uh, wrote a story, and they visited all the master cheesemakers in Wisconsin, and, and did photos and essays, and I have that book upstairs. It's really, uh, really, uh, a, it was really a good book, well done and interesting. And I thought, man, I gotta do that. I gotta visit all these master cheesemakers, but I, I haven't done that. Well, so that could I, be a, a future podcast. Yeah, I have pulled up something interesting. So one of the um, legislators, what is her name? Uh, it's actually a, a staff member. His name is Zachary Stolfus, and he is a uh, an aide to Senator Kathy Bernier. I think that's how you pronounce it. But he gave me, uh, he just wrote, uh, they're sort of laying out the reasons why Colby should be uh, the cheese, the Wisconsin state cheese. And he made the point here, Colby has taken the top prize at the World Championship Cheese Contest when Julie Hook of Hook's Cheese in Mineral Point, which is kind of in the heart of your geographic, your narrow geographic def definition of Wisconsin, <laughs> uh, became the first and only woman to be named world champion for her Colby. So Hooks Cheese, man, that's in Mineral Point. Mineral Point's a cool town. I got to go down there and get some of that uh, Colby yeah. cheese. Yeah, that sounds like another future cheese podcast uh, where we could interview uh, interview her and uh, have her on as a special guest. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, Keith, I think, uh, you know, this podcast could be called Minnesconsin Cheese, and we could talk about cheese every week. But uh, I think we could. Yeah, but we won't. We'll uh, just spread it out. We'll, you know, yeah. we'll do, this is our first, uh, our first, first installment. First installment of the Minnisconsin Wisconsin Cheese, and, uh, and there will be more in the future, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, Keith, well, I think... Uh, We'll save the rest for our next cheese episode, and it's time for uh, for you to choose a door here, Keith. Uh, either uh, either the uh, essay booth or the great outdoors. Well, I, I don't know which I don't know which door to go through, Mark. Well, we'll have to stay. People, our fans will have to stay tuned and see which one you pick. All right. Okay. So, all right. All right, Keith. See you later. Bye bye. Henry, let's go for a walk.
Whiskasotans. We're going off for a little walk this morning. It's about 6.30, Friday, April 9th. The weather is oh, not ideal. It's gray, a little damp, chilly in the 40s. Not cold. Henry's super happy. He's uh, wagging his tail, doing his little prance, checking out the neighborhood. And uh, yeah, we're... Uh, just setting out here. So generally Henry and I get outside at least once a day. I probably already told you all that already. But one of the things that I, I like to do is uh, not wear headphones. And this is, uh, this has come through uh, a great deal of experimentation. You know, um, one of the things when you're running or cycling that studies have proven is that uh, listening to music helps enhance performance and I'm going whoa that's that's really cool you know you develop a rhythm when you're walking running cycling but uh, as I've grown older and you know performance performance speed whatever becomes less important in these outings and uh, the experience becomes more important I uh, I've sort of let go of even experimenting around with music and it's mostly because I just like early mornings and especially at this time of year there's a lot of birds and like right now I'm not sure if you can pick it up but I'm hearing like three different birds they're tweeting away and this is even uh, this is kind of a low-key morning. I think like in mornings when it's sunny, the birds seem to sing stronger, louder, and there seems to be more of them. So, so I've given up on any sort of music or earphones or whatever, just so that I can kind of, I don't know, be more engaged uh, with, with my environment when I'm out here. Henry certainly engages uh, in his own way he's always looking oh there's some robins Let's see if they make some noise they're a little uh they're a little subdued with me uh, standing underneath henry engages with his nose and he likes to stop and sniff. While I was listening to the birds and stopped my walk, Henry used that as a uh, as an opportunity to sniff a tree. Right, Henry? You like sniffing, huh? So, anyway, uh, you know, maybe this is that's it works for me. I don't know if it'll work for you. Works for Henry, doesn't it, Henry? And. Uh, I don't know. I think the most important thing is, is you do you and uh, get outside no matter what. So until next time, Wiscasotans, um, 
get out there, take a walk, go for a run, take a bike ride. Especially now, snow's gone, safer, warmer. It's a perfect time, perfect time to get started. Talk to you soon, see you out there. You've been listening to the Minnesconsin Wisconsin podcast with your hosts, Mark Niklauski and Keith Uling. Got a question for Mark or Keith? You can email them at mnwipodcast at gmail.com. That's mnwipodcast at gmail.com. Or you can share your thoughts on the Minnesconsin Wisconsin Facebook page. Thank you.